Welcome back everybody to Down for the Count. I'm Alexis and with me tonight is Tiff and Nicole. We got an awesome, really packed show for y'all tonight and very little time to do it. So before we start, ladies, say hi. Hello. Hello. Before we start, we do want to apologize for not putting a show out last week, but um, around this time last week, we got hit with some bad news. Uh, last week, we lost Terry Funk at the age of 79, and not even 24 hours later, we were uh, just fucking say heartbroken to hear about the passing of Wyndham Rotunda, aka Bray Wyatt, at the very young age of 36. We did not feel like recording that day, but a lot of people were not in the right mindset after that. So we just want to do a moment of silence for Terry Funk and Wyndham um, and just pay our respects one more time to two of the greatest men who've ever walked into the wrestling business. I just saw a firefly swing by my window. That was weird. Uh, that's awesome, actually. Yeah. Um, I love that. I feel like I should say something because I feel like I'd be remiss if I wouldn't. Um, even though I had a very hard time with this. Um, and I always say, because this is the second time someone has died while I'm going on like the vacation I go on, but I usually take around this time of year, I usually take, like, a pretty, um, big vacation with a group of friends of mine, and we're usually gone somewhat MIA for around, like, three to four days, because we're out in the middle of, um, on the lake in Kentucky, but, um, I literally just so happen to be, like, on Twitter, because, again, like, we're on this big-ass car ride, and, Wrestle Ops, for some reason, always get notifications, and I saw a notification and said, per Triple H, Bray Wyatt has passed away. I said, there's no fucking way. And then I go on Twitter, and literally the first um, tweet that shows up as my feed is the um, the statement that um, Triple H put out via um, the... Um, Wyndham via Wyndham's father um, after he notified him <clears throat> and I like literally went in a group chat I was like I literally that's all I can say was like that he died um obviously if anyone or people who have like listened to us for a while or a significant amount of time knows how much like obviously like we loved him as a performer especially I want to say myself like he's like one of if not my favorite performers and I think I just I loved him so much because again like and anyone knows like I love cults like I I'm so fascinated with that and obviously that this was something that he was very um dabbled into and especially when he was obviously like in the Wyatt family and the eater of worlds and even his own spin that he did with it with the theme and firefly funhouse because again i was so obsessed with that concept so i 
thought it was just so genius and I will always toot my own horn because I was one of those people because they were like what the fuck is this what is this is he Mr. Rogers I was like this is genius and then like three weeks later and I was like you know what I don't want to fucking hear it from anybody but I think what was so disheartening because obviously he was gearing ready to come back and then he's and also his age is very I don't want to say traumatizing, but it was very, it you know, it very it didn't really sit right with you. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like you know, like a lot of like, especially like a lot of us fans, like at the age group that we're in now, especially like you know, I saw a lot of discourse in like my group, various groups I have on um Facebook and um Twitter. It's like very because we're very close to that age, if not we're that age. Yeah. And I think that's also made it very scary and real. And Mm. it was, it's just like very disheartening. And then obviously, you know, like he has children as a very, I don't, I got, I don't, I think that baby is one, if that. Yeah. 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 It's very, she, that baby's very young. And I was like, and it's very disheartening because you're like that baby didn't really get to formulate real memories of their father. And then you think about like his young children and you think about um his wife Jojo who obviously liked loved him so much and like the people who was around him so much and like you know and I think about you know and there's like you know people I worried about like Amanda Huber like I couldn't even imagine yeah and then you've got braun eric yeah people like braun Um, and eric that's especially eric because eric was like braun eventually showed up but eric was the og it was him brody and bray and he's the only one that's alive still and that is insane yeah that is in fucking sane to think about this when they showed eric at the SmackDown show, I couldn't watch it. Because I saw he him... He was at... better than Braun was, to be fair. Yeah, he, when he you watch it, do. He held himself together, but Braun was the one who was looking like he was going to fall apart. And yeah, you had him, everybody... And AJ, there in tears. surprisingly, wasn't really... Yeah. Yeah, they all were in tears. And those of them couldn't come. Like, Bliss couldn't make it. She couldn't get the flight in time to make it in time. And she was upset about that. And of course, she was very close to Wyndham. So she, and she's pregnant. So she was upset. Um, Becky, Becky spoke about how close she was to him on Monday Night Raw. And um, she broke down in tears after her match with um, Zoe Stark. Um, um, And I watched. Yeah, Seth was crying on. Yeah. How Seth had one of his fiend plates on the side of his belt he did and he they all wore an armband of some kind to represent him there were people in impact who wore an armband for him and terry funk as well eric young did it at um emergence this past saturday when he wrestled diener it was also and then i'll move on from this i just felt like i just like you know had this um say something because like 
he, I think, and I, I don't know if I even said in the group chat, but I was like talking to Alexis about, I think, or I think I did talk about, I said the one thing that like really upset me because I felt like he, he was the last person that kind of, you know, us as wrestling fans, obviously, like we get into it as, you know, we're children and we still have some of those people that connect us to that child that was sitting in front of the TV and it's okay. Also sick, so I sound terrible, but he was like one of the last people that connected me to that little girl. minute and it just like sucks but um the one good thing about it was that he has a legacy that's never going to be erased and he made like such like a large impression for only being in the business like maybe like 10 years I believe if that I think like around like 10 11 years if that and mm -hmm. it sucks and I know he's like and I saw like a clip of an interview where he's like you know he doesn't want to be the next Undertaker but he wants to be one of those he wants to be a Bray Wyatt someone you know someone who looked up to him gets in the ring it's like oh my gosh like how he felt when he was in the ring with the undertaker and unfortunately those who he influenced aren't gonna chance to do that and i think that's also makes me sad but also to see like you know you know what people like do in the future like people like like the joe gacy's or like who are within the area or like you know like the house of black the kind of continue all of that and like push forward and like be creative and like never take no for an answer which I, that's what I want hopefully people to do that never no matter how crazy you know your idea seems or your gimmick seems like don't let anyone fucking tell you no because like look what he was able to do in such an a short amount of time so never let someone fucking tell you no because you don't know where that can take you or how that can affect people where that can go <clears throat> that's all I want to say before I cry again it's okay he was special I mean he 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 made me believe he was some creepy cult guy living in the swamps in Louisiana and like it's so wild when he came back with the with the Firefly Funhouse because everyone's like what the hell is this and if you ever watch a kid's show that is live action with puppets it uh, is scary. it's scary but it, it well, not scary but it kind of is like that uncanny valley kind of feel to it like oh this is really creepy you know a little uneasy yeah and I... Bray made it fun. 
he I, made it like I, I I thought that the way that he did it was ingenious. And Nicole's right. She was one of the first people to not shit on it. I didn't shit on it because it made you want to watch it. You wanted to see where it could go from there. I did. I tend to give those types of stories a chance before to shit it, shoot it down. And oftentimes, the problem is you always want to see the same thing. You got the, the good guy, he wants your belt, or you've got the bad guy who wants your belt. And then they're going about it with the same tactic. Ray Wyatt had a creative mind to make you pay attention. And he did it in so many ways. He changed himself so many times. And everybody who didn't appreciate it, while now they can appreciate his work, oftentimes artists are never appreciated until they're no longer here. But I, Nicole, Alexis, and everybody else who really loved Bray Wyatt for what he was able to do, were always advocating for Bray, always making sure he got his flowers, especially Nicole, especially her. She made that very clear on multiple times. It's on record. Y'all can go back and look for yourself. Um, but I, I mean, we, we, we love Bray White. So it hit us really hard and it hit Nicole very hard. So it's it, unfortunate. It, I literally didn't even get food from Costco. I was really I was literally, I literally walked in, I saw that. I walked inside Costco. I walked in a liquor section. Like, I, I don't think I will ever forget this. And, like, my friends were, like, concerned. They, like, thought my dad died. And they were, like, my one friend's, like, do we got to, like, turn around? Do we got to, like, go home? And I was, like, <gasps> and I was, like, I, I was, like, you got it. I was, like, give me the keys. I was, like, I'm not getting anything in here. Which I should have got food because after I was done crying, I was starving. But I think my friend like ended up getting bringing me something, anyways. But anyways, um, it was just like I was just like distraught, and like my friend who's also another wrestling fan was in already. I think he was already inside, and then he came out afterwards, and he was like, "What the?" He like found me because he was like blowing me up, and I was like, "I'm in a car." And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I gotta call my dad. Because, like, um, his dad, like, actually, like, we took his dad to a show. Like, his dad, like, was, like, a huge, like, Bray Wyatt and, like, a huge, like, his dad loved Braun Strowman for some reason. I don't question it. He's in that boomer age range. You know, they love the big guys. So I, I just, like, let it go. Um, but it was just like insane. I was like, I will never forget that. I was really hoping someone had hacked Triple H's account because I was like, say psych right now. Say psych right now because this is not funny. And Tiff is like, unfortunately, babe, it's real. And there, there's so many other people who should have gone first, man. I think it's just it was just so disheartening and heartbreaking because it was such an opposite end of Terry Funk. Like obviously it's sad he's gone. And you like, know you know, 
And, you know, it's sad, because, but also, like Cody said it, like, he was in the industry for 50 years. That man was was 79 years old. He had a well-lived, well-celebrated life. And so, again, mm-hmm. yes, it was sad, but it was sign you, like, you know what? He hung around for a very long time. The, the thing I see about Terry Funk is that if y'all have not heard me talk about it before, I am... Um... A huge Terry Funk fan and just seeing him how he evolved from you know regular wrestling like back in the day and then when he went to Japan and started fighting in the death matches and brought the hardcore back right around the time ECW was starting like that was a big pivotal moment and like when I started becoming this little wrestling history nerd I started seeing Terry Funk's name everywhere And, I mean, he had some of the most legendary feuds. The feud with him and Dusty will go down in history as one of the best babyface versus heel match you will ever have. Period. Like, he was coming out there insulting Dusty, like, saying everything, like, under the sun to him. And they just beat the shit out of each other. And, I mean, I love that. (laughs) Sometimes you just need that. But, I mean, the guy was having death matches in his 60s because he wanted to do it for his birthday. And then at, like, 72, he did that thing when Ambrose was going up against Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania and Foley was getting him hyped up. And then he went to see Terry Funk. Terry Funk was 72 years old in that that promo, and he's cutting better promos then then most of y'all favorites who are currently this new thing can't even do. And he had that drawled out, like, gravel voice. And it's just like, I was watching this video from Dark Side of the Ring, and it's like, tougher than shoe leather, crazy and middle-aged, meaner than a hollow-eyed score pine. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me when I turn 40. I want that on my cake. (laughs) And, um... It, I mean, he he did it all, man. And the only thing that took out Terry Funk was fucking dementia and Parkinson disease. Like, that was the only way they could take out Terry Funk. And it was weird seeing him, like, because Mick went to see him in an uh, assistant living house, which he didn't want to do, but they had to do it because it was getting bad. And I was just like, that's not Terry Funk, man. He was so small. I'm like, whose grandpa is this? This ain't Terry Funk. I shouldn't laugh, but that's how I do when I get nervous. And uh, I remember him in WWE as Chainsaw Charlie before he became Terry. Well, he started doing Terry Funk and it was him and Cactus Jack. And I saw them at a house show together. And it's really weird that my favorite guy is Terry Funk. And then I met my husband and his favorite guy is Mick Foley. So it's like, okay. You know, like that that's that's weird. Because most guys I dated, they're like, even if they're wrestling fans, they're like, who's Terry Funk? Oh, this relationship's not gonna end very well. Let's let's oh end it. You don't know who Terry Funk is. Well, I didn't but- know who he was. I was glad she didn't yell at me because she was... 
but at least I told you about oh it. Oh my You're god, like, are they calling? I'll be right back in. Okay. okay. I'm just getting on my fucking nerves. But hopefully. Already on her fucking nerves. I'll be back. Just keep going. Okay. Did I get on her fucking nerves already? No, no, no. no. She's talking right. about something. It sounds like something from work. No, it's just like Daryl Sarah. My favorite guy was Carrie Funk. And just that relationship where they're best friends and then they're rivals. And, you know, it's just like those were like the guys for hardcore for us, you know? And um, my love goes out to his daughters. And I found this promo when he was in ECW. And Paul Heyman, and it's like right when they switched from Eastern, this is how big of a fucking wrestling nerd I am. They were originally Eastern Championship Wrestling. And then when Heyman bought him out, he changed it to Extreme Championship Wrestling. And Heyman, at one point, I guess, was skinny, but he never's had he's never had hair. No, he had, Heyman had hair. He had that long ass ponytail. That shit was dyed as fuck, though, even at a young age. There ain't uh, no that fucking natural, okay? No. Uh, <laughs> And it was like, he was saying something about Terry Funk's daughters, and Terry Funk got up in his face. He's like, you talk about my daughters one more time, I will slap your soul to hell or something like that. I was like, damn! I don't think that man was acting either. Oh my god. Art goes out to his his daughters, his wives, um, anybody with Terry Funk, and Nicole pretty much said everything she could say about Bray that we would say um, my heart goes out to Jojo and my heart goes out to Mike Rotunda, IRS his dad because nobody should be buried well my heart goes out to Bo too but I know for his dad like as a parent we shouldn't be burying our children That's and I think that's what hit me hard because he has those kids I'll tell you this though, yeah. like internet wrestling community, we actually all like came together and it didn't matter if you were like hardcore AEW, hardcore WWE, hardcore indies, some obscure Japanese bullshit that we should never heard of over here in the States, right? Like everybody was coming together and anyone who tried that edgelord bullshit thing or, you know, like, oh, I'm glad he's dead. Man, I saw this guy who was like a ride-or-die AEW fan dragging the hell out of this guy for talking the way he was about Bray Wyatt. There's a couple stragglers online trying to gain traction and trying to, you know, it's including wrestlers because Swerve got heat because he decided to go on Twitter. And instead of just saying, you know, rest in peace to you, Wyndham, or, you know, love you, my friend, or something along those lines. He says, oh, we need to really stop coming together when something tragic happens. I and get what like, you're I get what you're trying to say, too, but it was literally hours after Wyndham's death was announced, okay? So my thing is, it's a time and a place for everything. That wasn't the time. you just trying to gain some brownie points and make the shit all about you. Look at look how Swerve trying to pull us together. He didn't need to do that because we came together. We already did that. So mind your fucking business. If you're not going to contribute to the conversation in a positive way, 
then ho, why is you here? I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to understand. Like, make it make sense, bro. Like, and then there's a guy on TikTok. He's talking about like all y'all on here crying, talking about, you know, oh my God, Bray Wyatt's gone. I'm so hurt. You know, y'all don't really know him. Like when Brody Lee died, Brody Lee was my teacher. That's how I knew him. Okay, you want a fucking cookie? Do Do you need a pat on the back? Like, what do you want? What are you trying to say? That people who are grieving the way that they grieve don't deserve to grieve. And then when you got your ass cooked on TikTok talk by just about everybody who was watching wrestling, then you want to come back like you missed the get bad, but you turned your comments off. You turned off your stitches. You turned off your duets. And it's like, yo, don't do no punk bitch shit like that. Then come back and do another video in response to everybody else. Not tag the creators who you mad at, but go on there and say some ignorant shit like, oh, to all y'all who's coming at me. Like, I wasn't talking about the people who were grieving. I was talking about people who were talking about, I'm going to kill myself because Bray Wyatt's gone. And I was like, you know, damn well, you weren't talking about that. You was talking about everybody who was crying and upset that he passed away. Pissed me off. A similar most- response. Similar response happened with Chadwick Boseman. When Chadwick Boseman died, and a lot of us was hurt by that. And it was always somebody, some creepy little fucker who lives in a basement and can barely grow a beard is sitting up, oh, you guys are crying over somebody you don't even know. No, we don't know them. All we know is what they gave us. And we oh. recognize the loss. There's nothing wrong with that. Y'all yeah. was sitting up in the theaters watching Endgame and Infinity War. Tell me why you was in there crying. Because none of them really died. I could not wear makeup. I couldn't because I know that shit was going to get wrecked. Like, not even in a fun way. But you know what the thing that pissed me off the most about that guy? Is that he's sitting there saying he's a student of Brody Lee and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, first off, if you were a student of Brody Lee, you'd be a hell of a lot nicer person because that's not Brody Lee right there coming out of your mouth. That's you. And why is it always guys who look like they don't shower or wipe their ass? I'm just saying. He he, he definitely was missing some. It was just like he took pubes and patched it around his his face. Dirt for that thing on. (laughs) But like, my my thing is, it's just like, yeah, we're not friends with them. We're not buddy-buddy with them. We don't have to have them in their phone co- like contacts. Sometimes you just click with people who have a very big impact on your life, especially like when we lose the ones who we grew up with, when like Scott Hall passed away. We were fucking right. devastated. Yeah. And it was yeah. just like, for like an hour and a half, we just sat around and talked about Scott Hall and joked around with them and then we found out he wasn't Cuban, and we're like, what the fuck? That's the biggest right. thing. Ah! <laughs> the yeah. shock of the world. <laughs> like, damn, he was that good. Jesus. He looks like someone's country uncle. Looks like my country uncle. Oh, my father, my father still didn't know that. I had to tell him that. He I had was... to tell him that Sky Hall was not Latino. I had to tell him that. He said no. He was he was cute. I said no, Dad. He wasn't. <laughs> you know what the he funny thing? Not. 
I have to, I have to, this is the only thing that makes me like laugh when shitty things happen in wrestling. My uncle, my mom's brother, God bless his soul. Somebody bless his soul. He still thinks Kane and Undertaker are brothers, and I don't have the heart oh to tell him. Oh my god! I have the heart to tell that man no. <laughs> For a long time, I thought they were brothers in real life too, but they're not. And I was like, you know what? We were kids. We were kids, and we only we just believed what we were told. Right, you know, like, we we didn't know any better. Oh, and we were. I mean, like when we lose somebody whether it's an actor or a wrestler it's like anybody we don't have to know them it's just somebody who's made a huge ass impact on our lives and we sometimes take it for granted that they're going to be here forever and it sucks but the way i see it because i was looking at pictures of terry funk on instagram and I found this picture of him when he was like really young. He looked like Ambrose. And I know it's Moxley, but it was him in WWE as as uh, Ambrose. Dead on fucking picture. No, he did. She she wrote. It's it's I was just it's like, really uncanny. He had the same hair, they smiled the same. Like I didn't realize Terry Funk had dimples. I mean, like, that's the one man I would not make fun of for having dimples. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'd probably enjoy it if he kicked me. But I saw these Terry Funk did he looks he looks exactly like Dean Ambrose. It was weird. She sent it to us in the group chat and I was like, whoa. What? I was talking about Terry Funk and I was getting to something here and then we can move on. Um I sent her in the group chat about Terry Funk when he was younger and how he looked like Ambrose. Yeah, like almost the same hair and smile and everything. And I was like, damn, this is fucking dead on. The way I see it is that we, like, us as wrestling fans, we connect to certain gimmicks. We're drawn to certain, we love certain gimmicks. And sometimes you got to be like, why the hell do I like this person? (laughs) You go back and you look at your faves. And I was just like, oh, that explains it. (laughs) You know? And... uh, you know, like Bray Wyatt, I mean, Terry Funk has set the bar for being one of the best professional wrestlers that's ever walked the face of this guy's green earth. And then Bray Wyatt, he has set the bar when it comes to character work. Yep. If you are not giving it 100% like this man did, you're full of shit and you don't deserve to be here. <laughs> no, you can't go, no, you can't go out there and just be like stale and fucking paint by numbers because like if you play it safe like nicole said if you play it safe you never fucking know what could end up we didn't know this was gonna be some weird satanic kid cult tv show (laughs) but that for a while that was the best part of raw it really was i literally will watch it turn that and then the right when it would come i would turn that shit right the fuck off you definitely did (laughs) And they would be like talking about something. And they'd be like, what you watching? I said, a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I saw all I need to see. Yeah. And if if I came home and I already missed it, I am not putting it on. Yeah. I'll watch it on a, 
you know what? Those clips were always the highest rated clips on WWE the next day because you know they post certain clips from yeah. Firefly yeah. Flood. I think Bray Wyatt in it that would get the most views unless it was something like totally crazy. But like that was the one that got the most views, and like for a while, same way. As soon as Firefly Funhouse came on, I'm like, I'm done. He's not wrestling for the night. I saw what I needed to see. I'm I'm going to bed. <laughs> but yeah, see, just because they're not physically here doesn't mean that that they're never gonna be here again. We're gonna keep the spirit alive. We're gonna keep the stories alive. And we are going to be on everybody's neck who tries to do some lame-ass character work and not giving it 110%. At least Nicole will be. I'll try to give yeah, you a little... theory. We're talking to you. We're talking to you, Theory. What's wrong? Everyone's got to be up on their character game now or you're going to read their ass to Phil. <laughs> That's right. I will never. <laughs> I will never. I'll never let y'all besmirch. Besmirch. You know what I'm talking about. I'll never. I will. I always give gave people the business about character work. Yep. Now I am really, really going to, especially if you're a spooky motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I almost tweeted Joe Gacy. He needs to start getting his cookies in order. I mean, oh. after this, I'm not even trying to be. Day. I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm oh, like. Yeah. I'm like, we don't have any, you need to get it together. You need to get it together. Little Pebble needs to get it together. Figure out the fuck y'all are doing. Well, Crazy Steve seemed to got it on lock in Impact. If you ain't He's fine. I nothing, nothing is ever wrong in Impact. To be completely fucking real, and I'm not even being funny, there is very, very the only thing that's wrong with Impact is that Bully, Way, Bully Ray works there. Thank you. Thank you. That is the only incorrect, wrong, terrible thing and inconsistency at Impact is that Bully Ray works there and that PCO is still wrestling. So I'll give him two. Thank you. Because I thought I was PCO only- needs to be in a retirement home. You know, I'm being dead ass motherfucking serious. No, seriously. Like, okay, so we're gonna we're going into emergence because yeah. So you know, R.E.P. Um, Bray Wyatt, I love you. Um, I will. I need to figure out that tattoo. I'm gonna I'm go gonna get, get her. I'm getting. I'm getting revel in what you are. I, I always like that saying. I'm going to get. I kind of want to get the firefly that every that 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 logo. A lot of people got his logo, especially the talent. So I was thinking about getting that. I like the one that Braun got because a couple of them got different variations. Yeah, Braun has more detail on it. I liked Braun, so I think I'm going to get his. And then where is the quote? Um. I was going to get, if you need me, I ain't hard to find. All you got to do is look up um, in the sky and follow the buzzers. So I'm pretty sure I'm either going to get that or I might look into, obviously, since I loved um, Firefly Funhouse so much, I might look into see, um, kind of look into the transcripts of that. But I'm most likely going with that quote. 
I saw a guy get the hurt heel on his hands. I thought about that too. That hurts though. Like tattoos on your knuckles. Telling me that's one of the most painful places you could fucking get one done at. I thought about that, but I know my, I know even all like I'm grown women, but I know my mother and father would freak. Yeah. Especially my father. I want it on my forearm. I just wanted to say, revel in what you are. Just right across my arm. That's all I I want. I don't want it to be like in big block letters. I want it to be in script and just not to go about my business. That's all I want. Yeah. I saw this clip of him when he was doing the muscle man dance because, again, he I don't know how he could keep from laughing doing this because I'd be like, okay, you know what? This is like take 39. Get your shit together. I know they were yeah. laughing backstage. They had to because it was- I mean, you could tell he was. Well, just- yeah, because they. I heard they were all dying at that Vince puppet because a lot of people didn't know about it. Fucking screwed. Well, <laughs> that it's good shit. People didn't know about yeah. that until they, they brought it on TV. Yep, when it aired. Mm-hmm. Love it. And they were like, "Oh I- hell no!" <laughs> Watching Love that. that. Watching that, and then it's like you know he's doing like the kid thing, and then it, the music turns creepy and everything, and he says, "Erase your mind." And I don't know, that's been sticking with me for the like the last couple the days. Like I want to get the, I was gonna get a moth tattoo anyway, because yeah. tip- mm-hmm. and I tell them they're the gothic butterfly, but um, <laughs> I kind of it on my neck and then erase your mind underneath it. I want to get. She gets her tattoo done because I want to see her do it. I want to see her do it. Yeah. I'm going to get it. Right. I want to be. Gerard wants to go. He's going. He has. He's going to get one to commemorate his brother. Um, yeah. He's been putting it off forever, and um, I want him to get it before he turns forty. So when he goes, I'm going to get mine because it's it's just mine is easy. It's not going to take that long. Um, I'm just gonna go get it, and then we'll schedule his. See what he wants. I know that whatever. (laughs) Or I just might get follow the buzzards on my neck. I don't know. Like the raise your mind idea. I think they're. I like the yeah, especially that's that that's what keeps popping in your mind. I say get. Yeah, I think you should get the raise your mind. Nobody's gonna like. I didn't even remember that he said that. Just watching these so, clips and clicked with me, and I was like, either it's either going to be the moth, or it's going to be like a white rabbit with a race. Oh, did you win this? Cole's watching Dynamite. Y'all know this song. He watches yeah. it while we're recording. I go get our Bray Wyatt tattoos together because I want to see you get one. I've never gotten a tattoo ever, which is why she's so fascinated with me getting this. I know. I'm shocked. That's why I'm so shocked by it. I like that reveling what you are. Well, it's always stuck with me. Ever since he first came back and that was popping up, I'm like, that's like, why does that stick with me? So it came up often and I would always see it. And I'm like, I like that. I'm going to use that. I'm just going to get it. 
Huh. It's gonna be my first tattoo, my very first tattoo, and I do not have a very high paint tolerance, so I'm probably gonna cry. And I'm sure this Alexis was really relishing that because, you know, I'll probably hand just to make sure you were okay. <laughs> and then you can see how weird I am because I'm probably fall asleep while I get my tattoo done. Oh my god, I like to fall asleep though. Women actually. Very high, like tattoo artists say they like doing women because women majority of the time have a higher pain tolerance for tattoos when it comes to men, than men. Mm. Oh, but uh, we love you, Bray. If y'all aren't here when I go get it. I'll I'll have AJ record it so you can see it. I wanted to he see it. There just to also see. you people who make um. Who make variant wrestling shirts? I've seen some great ones on Etsy so far. Um, I fortunately, I don't know what's wrong with WWE shop. I texted them. Um, not texted them. I added them to put. I know for a fucking fact they got. I know they got fiend shirts still. Ew. they oh, got all right. Ain't no, ain't no fucking selling. way. They need to be selling it. They have all his put it all on the, the shop. They're gonna go to JoJo. Like, what are you doing? Buy stuff from him, but I wanted like Firefly Funhouse stuff. Um, I wanted to get Daryl. You need to put all of his stuff back up. As put eaters. all his stuff that's available to be printed back up on the shop. It's gonna sell. What it's are you doing? Y'all don't know. WWE is set up that when you buy Bray Wyatt merchandise, all the money and all the money and proceeds from the merchandise sales go directly to JoJo and his kids. Eddie Guerrero's so, um widow get all his shit, so they could do it for JoJo and the kids right now. They can, I mean, they could do it at intervals, but put all of his stuff up. Do yeah. all of it, um, especially for. Yeah, especially since the proceeds. Also, um, you know, Tony Khan might have a lot of faults, faults, but he's like good when it comes to stuff like that. He actually, uh, he told talent, you know, anyone who like knew him or like knew of him, if they wanted to go to the service, because I guess the service was today, or the first part of the service was today, that they could have the, that they can miss dynamite and um rampage tapings if they were inclined to go that's cool we're gonna talk about we are into emergence if you Um, guys have emergence for the love of god go watch emergence just an easy way for you to watch the pay-per-view just go over to youtube and be a member it's five bucks that's it. That's it. That's oh it. Oh my god. $4.99. That's all it costs. It's five dollars. The only thing you will not get are their crossover stuff. So you probably won't get that crossover that's coming with them and the Lucha um company that they're um working with. You might not get that within the membership, and you don't get Slammiversary. And Slammiversary. you won't you're not gonna get multiverse united. If they, which they're going to do another one because Multiverse United 2 was successful and it was really, really good. Um, but you get everything else. You get Bound for Glory. You get 
their last pay-per-view emergence. Victory Road is coming up. You get, um, you know, they, they have, like, they're hard to kill. Like, their pay-per-view names hit. Their pay-per-views hit. But you get everything else. You get all of their shows, their weekly episodic shows. You get all of the PLEs or pay-per-views, as they call it. You get all of that stuff for $5.99 a month. Yeah, I'm, that's, I did not go sign up for that shit. That's what I pay because I'm watching it. If Ring and of we, Honor was on YouTube, I'd pay for Ring of Honor too, but it's not up here. So. Do you see they're having that thing in New York and Austin Kong's going to come back to the ring for the first time in three years? They're having their 1,000th episode, their 1,000th episode celebration and just about everybody's back. The beautiful people are going to be there. Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, um, Devon Dudley is coming back to re-team with Bully Ray. It's going to be a lot of people showing back up in Impact. So, good for them. So I have the results pulled up here from Emergence. Uh, Tiff watched it. She can get into a little bit more detail here. Um, go away. Thank you. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so a few things. It was announced that Will Ospreay will be at Bound for Glory on October 21st, if anybody is interested in that. Um, but here are the results from Emergence 2023. Mike Bailey defeated Alan Angels. I like Mike Bailey. His hair's a little fucking weird, but I like him. <laughs> he, they were wrestling on the pre-show. So. Really good wrestler. Yeah. Well, I kind of like him because there was that one show they did around Halloween and he came dressed up like Deku from Mike Bailey. <laughs> <Hero Academia. laughs> oh, man. Jesus. <laughs> he even had the right shoes. I was like, he damn. He wore shoes because he usually doesn't wear shoes. It's time he wore shoes, and they were like actual Deku shoes. They looked just wow. like him. I was just like, oh, this man cosplays. He knows his shit. Uh, <laughs> he had a team of Joe Ya, which is Joe Henry, and Yuya... I don't know yeah. how to pronounce it. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Did the Good Hands, which is John Schuyler and Jason Hotch. That was also on the pre-show. I love Joe yeah. Henry. Saw that entrance. I do too. Die laughing. Their intro is fucking insane. It's so funny. I was just <laughs> like, you know what? Joe Henry does not take himself seriously, and I'm here for If Joe Henry is like, um, don't tell me. Like, don't tell me. I, I think he's, he's a great guy. Hmm. Uh, so that Eric Young. Oh, defeat. Adam, baby, them shoes don't match. We're in the oh, grim. Oh God. What um, happened? What's the next match, Alexis? The no DQ match with Eric Young versus Deaner. Uh, Eric Young won. That mm-hmm. was the Terry <laughs> Funk. I don't give a fuck what anybody was saying. <laughs> it was a good match. I'm not gonna lie, they did really well. Only thing okay. is, I don't really care for Dina's wrestling, but I will say that they did well. Uh, what? I say I feel the same. I love Eric Young, and I'm just happy to see him back on on Impact. Uh, next match was a 
four-team knockouts world tag team championship match. You have MK Ultra, which is Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly. Death mm-hmm. Dolls was Death Dolls, oh, which is Jeff Rush, Jody Threat mm-hmm. and King and Giselle Shaw versus Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans. Before the show went on, um, Kylan King, uh, T- Taylor Wilde was found injured in the back after an attack, and Kylan right. King took Jody Threat took her spot. This was a really good match. Um, the MK MK Ultra picked up the win. All the girls got their time to shine. I love Savannah Evans. She needs to be pushed more. I, is Giselle okay though? Because that was a nasty ass. Uh, I don't know. They but they announced her to have a match Friday Thursday, so she must be okay. That was a botch. Um, that mo- that move was botched. Giselle wasn't supposed to hit her head, so that was bad. It looked bad because it was bad. I will say this match was a little too chaotic for me. Um, I'm not a big fan of tag team matches when they have to tag in. If you got more than two tag teams in a match, tornado tag should be the way that it goes every single time. And the reason why is because there's always something happening and I don't have to wait for you to come in or possibly tag a person in. And then some people utilize one corner of the show. Like for the majority of that match, uh, was Killer Kelly, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. She was the one who was in that match. Masha didn't get in towards the end. So for the most part, everybody else was tagging themselves in and she was the one taking the brunt of a lot of the beatdowns. So I just, I liked the match. I just needed it to be a little bit more, I needed more tagging in there in terms of them switching out people. And I also needed it to be a little bit more structured. It seemed like for the most part, they were trying to make it that way. And then when they got towards the end, they did what they needed to, to make sure they got the finish. But it just, it didn't hit the way I wanted it to. I felt like a tornado tag would have been a better match and it could have went, it should have been moved. Um, I don't think it should have been the second match of the night on the main card. Over. Um, eliminated over the top rope like if you're like two people start from a tag team and then like yeah I get what you're saying it could have done a little like, bit well, I, like the tornado tag to me would have just worked I don't like it didn't have to be an elimination style. well it could have been elimination style that would have been cool it would have made things a little bit easier when you're talking about the match and you won't just have to wait for everybody to do their spots you know what I'm saying it just would have flowed better. That match was just really choppy. I didn't like it. I didn't like it as much as I liked the other matches on the card. And I wish I would have because there were good wrestlers in that match and it could have been better. Had it been planned better, it would have been better. Yeah. Um, but congratulations to MK Ultra for the Impact World Tag Team Champions. You had Subculture, which is Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Versus the Rascals, the Reunited Rascals of Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz. Once again, the Rascals are your Impact World Tag Team Champions. And I know Nicole is very happy about that. 
they finally won those fucking titles. I thought they won. Which I knew was going to... What the fuck is Matt Taven doing here? If you don't take your ass somewhere... um, I've... um, I was very excited about the... I didn't... I have not been able to see Emergence. I've seen, like, clips here and there of certain things, but I've not been able to see, like, the whole um, show show yet because that also came out while I was on my vacation uh, which I felt like everything did this weekend but I did watch that match that was one of the that was the only match that I watched the full match for so far but um it was just it was so good yeah. Um. I love subculture. I knew that they were going to be transitional champions, so that's why I wasn't like, you know, that that hard pressed about it. But you know, it is what it is. The rascals, you know, got their spot. I'm hoping, you know, one day, um, they're able to, especially Zach Wentz is able to make his way back home. Mm-hmm. Is what I like to call it. Even though Impact is probably more so his home than WWE is because he spent so much time there. But, you know, especially with what's-her-name um, going to court soon. So, love that for her. What? On the court? What you talking about? I thought I sent that to you guys. Or I might have screenshot. I thought I did. But, um... Kimberly is set for court in October following arrest for DUI, assaulting a law law enforcement officer last May. What? Karma, bitch. Karma. I did not know that. And that is so insane. LOL to that fucking bitch. Wow. Um, <laughs> people's downfall me. Is what your ass get. Roderick Strong got a lot of nerve being messy. Oh, he's been messy throughout that whole... He's been so messy with this fucking neck brace. Your neck ain't still hurt, my guy. Get Take that <laughs> off. Sick of him. That match um, with... But, um, besides, but besides that, again, I'm happy for the rascals. Um, subculture did a great job. Um, et cetera, et cetera. That match was then was the one of the best matches of the night. It was so much, it was so so good, and it was good outside of the interference. It was good with the interference. It was well planned, and it just was. It was such a good match. I loved it, and I was happy for the Rascals. Their heels, and a lot of people were happy for the Rascals, but their heels. They tried for those championships six times. When Wes was in Impact and they were all, you know, as a team trying to be the champion, they failed six times trying to be tag team champion. Zachary <laughs> comes back and they get Trey and they get back together and then they weaseled their way up to getting that number one spot. I am not going to lie. The spray painting in the middle of matches, the constant attacking their opponents. Like, they did everything they could to secure those titles, and it worked in their favor for now. I, I'm i glad they got the championship, but 
I think that once Joya gets themselves on the roll and they finally get themselves together, they're probably going to be the next ones to take those titles. Misses if they win those titles. You realize that, right? They're going to win them. They're going to win those titles. Who is? Joe Hendry and um, Yuya. Love that for them. They're going to get them. Because first it's going to be ABC and... um, they're gonna. It's gonna be Chris Bay and um, Ace Austin. They're gonna go after the um, Rascals first. Then you're probably gonna have a situation where, um, what is it? What I call it, the Good Guys or whatever their names are. They probably are gonna come up and like, you know, we helped you guys out. We deserve a title shot. You still have Bruce and Meyer, Moose and Myers with their stupid asses running around back there. You got a lot of wiggle room before Joya can get to there. I. I just feel like around the time of Slam Slammiversary next year, they probably will be getting a title shot to be champions. It's happening. I'll have a problem. Oh, hundred percent. It's happening. So, I'm glad the Rascals got them. And to be fair, they honestly deserve them. It's no shade to Ace Austin and Chris Bay. They were amazing champions when they were champions. Um, and you love subculture because subculture was out there defending them titles everywhere. They were everywhere but in fact, but they were defending them. So <laughs> you got to respect subculture in the, in the whole crew and the, the, everything they were able to do as tag champions was, was substantial and it added to those belts. So respect to them. But I'm happy for the Rascals and we're going to see what they're going to do. They're going to lord over that tag team division with those titles and it's going to be fun to watch. And they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Right, for the Impact Digital Media Championship at Kenny King defeat John Swinger. I don't know what they're doing with Johnny Swinger. I I don't care anymore with Johnny Swinger. I like Kenny Kenny King, even though he's like such a straight guy, but he's growing on me a little bit. Um, this is yeah. the match. Kenny King though. I I've always liked him. He's always been a good wrestler. And when it comes to this Swinger, here's the thing. Swinger actually won an opportunity to challenge for the Impact World Championship. But because Kenny King was bragging about his title and how great it is now that he has it, Swinger asked for the title shot to be switched to the Digital Media Championship. Mm -hmm. In that match, (laughs) it didn't matter. Nobody was going to watch Alex Shelley go up against Johnny it's just I know I wasn't. You're not going to watch that. So it was smart. It was a smart move. The man won the opportunity, but he was like, well, he's bragging about his title being a universe title, so I want that one. I don't want the world title, which if you're thinking the way he thinks, okay, makes sense. Sorry. Sorry, that was terrible. It's fine. You, um, when, you, when they finally had the match, he Slater came in there and almost cost Kenny King the match. So you had that part. and it, But the match continued after that. Swinger ended up having a misstep. Kenny was able to best him and get him for the pin. After the match was over, though, he beat Swinger down. Him and, um, oh, God, that little pissant that he be having running around with him. I can't think of his name. He's irrelevant. Doesn't oh, Jesus. Um. <laughs> He, oh, Brent Baker got some new weave. Her hair is long. 
Ooh, now she got a new weave, honey. Yeah, her hair is long. It was Rock an okay and- match. I won't say that it was a match that should have been on Emergence. That match could have happened on Impact. I don't think it should have been on Emergence. Quite frankly, they could have had Joya's match on Emergence, if we're being fair, and left Swinger and them on the pre-show. But that's just so. Me. This is the match that made me actually really mad. And it's like, this took me back to like when I was a kid and I would get mad um, about stuff happening in storyline. But this kind of pissed me off as an adult too. It was a mm-hmm. back to match Eddie Edwards versus Frankie Kazarian. Now, I it love was me. so good though. Here's my, here's my issue with this damn feud. Eddie Edwards' wife keeps sticking her nose and goddamn business that don't concern her. And, and that's why she be get her. That's why she keep getting her fucking ass look. And they yep. be like, "Oh, Christopher Dance, he hit a woman." Fuck that bitch. If you wanna, Thank if you, you. wanna get in man's Thank business, you. you gonna get treated like a man. So you got that's knocked on I'm your saying. ass like a man. If we want, she should have minded her fucking business. Yep. Sit down and eat your fucking food and mind your damn business. And then she's all like. Oh, I love my husband, blah, blah, blah. Bitch, you better be glad I got an impact because I would read your ass to filth. I'd be like, weren't you just a couple years ago dogging around with Ace Austin because you thought your husband put him in a fucking wheelchair and believe your husband and all that other shit? <laughs> <laughs> fucking reader. Oh, ass. my God. I forgot about that storyline. What? Oh, her ass. Like oh you 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 trust this guy who looks like a dollar server. I server. forgot about that storyline. That You're didn't like, happen. Oh. I remember that. That was when I started watching Impact again. Like oh my husband, you were and you telling your husband oh you're such a bad guy and we need to feel sorry for him. And your husband's like he's an asshole. He's why well, Marina ain't got no damn shoes on. These wrestlers mm-hmm. not wearing wrestling with no damn shoes. It's not wrestling with no fucking. She's just dirty ass. Where are they what? at tonight? No, but like that dirty ass fucking stadiums. This makes me so bad because I get it. You know she's doing what she's supposed to do, and like what they did to the fucking killer Kowalski pitchers, like that made my shit like see red. My blood was boiling, but that bitch needs to get knocked the fuck out because she keeps getting involved in business that don't have anything to do with her. And she annoys me. And the only reason she's on TV, she can't wrestle. The only reason she's an impact is because she's Eddie Edwards' wife. Well, I mean, fair. Because I, I don't like her style of wrestling either. Sells her name. Well, she, she well, because she doesn't wrestle. She can't wrestle. Oh, so she's I'm not wrestling. a fan of it. And she's just there. But she keeps getting fucking involved. And it's like Frankie Kazarian is like feeling bad because he hit her. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't feel bad because you hit her. No, fuck this bitch. Tell her stay out of men's business. Yeah, because that's what y'all would say to a man. So yeah. our business. Because what I be telling men, that's I be telling um Ludwig, stay out of women's business. You better get out of Maxine's face. Thanks. You better get the fuck out of her face. She don't want you. She got her man. Right. On screen and off screen. Thank you very much. She got the best Period. of <laughs> Who's her man off the screen? Um, oh fuck, I knew this. Cause Don sent it in the group chat. And I'm like, are they fucking for real? Okay. 
She's um oh fuck. Hold on. Maxine. You know who oh. I was looking at? I was looking at Thea Hale. She has to be mixed. Yeah, she looks like it. But some in her know. I'm looking at her, so some in her face looks black. Her and um Nathan Frazier are together. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But I was looking at her real hard because as soon as she's Greek, I said, "Oh no, girl, you something else." And Greek. I just that made that made me so mad. Like they did that to those Killer Kowalski pitchers. They did that to Frankie Kazarian, who I love Frankie Kazarian because he was there when I started watching Impact. And it's just like this girl makes me so mad. And then I had to sit back. I'm like, wait a minute. This is how I used to feel when I was a kid. Okay, I know exactly what the fuck they're doing right now, but I swear, she yeah. was felt same like dumb. Like Alicia should not have an S and an H in it, bitch. Like what the fuck? It, she said her name is Alicia. It's Alicia. Well, it sounds stupid both ways. But I hate her. I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't like her. She's either like the fucking like. Damsel in distress, the dumbass, mm. or she hardcore, and I'm like, uh, no, sweetheart, sit your ass down with your fucking sheen clothing. On. Okay, I don't, I don't, I just, I was, I was pissed because I'm like, y'all fucked up a good match, and not because it really was good. And I'm like, get this little gnat the fuck up out of here. It's one thing because, like, I hate, look, I don't mind women getting involved. Let's just make that 100% clear. But when it's a common thing, when it happens every single day, that pisses me off because it's taking away from the actual match. So, like, because of her involvement in that match, they have a schedule where. Frankie Kazarian and Tracy Brooks are going to face off against Eddie Edwards and Alicia Edwards at Impact 1000 episodes. Oh, they kicked their ass. Honestly. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. Tracy and that bitch would catfight bitches. And I mean that in the sweetest way, Tracy. I'm not calling you a bitch. You know what I mean. <laughs> she be fighting girls. She didn't care. Like, damn. I love that. We love that. But that that was like the one match that made me so fucking like mad. But I don't I just normally don't like Alicia Edwards, so or Alicia, whatever the fuck she's calling herself. Anyway. Next match was an impact New Japan pro wrestling crossover where Jake something took on Sonata. Now I, I heard love this match. I heard this match was really, really good. Could be a contender for a uh, second match of the night behind the Rattles. I would put it at third. But that's just me. But it was a good match. I've never seen Sonata, so this was my first time watching him. And I was like, he's just great. And Jake something kept up with him. Like, Sonata could not get anything off without Jake something countering it. Countered everything. Oh. Everything he put at him. He was he was with him. Step for step, move for move, he was moving. And the only time he was able to catch him 
was with just I can't remember the name of the movie, but he did a surprise move towards the end. Jake something couldn't catch it to counter it, and then Sonata just kept attacking, and that's how he was able to beat him. So it was it was such a good match. All of the matches on the card are good if we're being fair. Every one of them were solid. It's just little nitpicks that you see when you watch it, but for the most part, like it was just every match gave you something. It gave you what you needed. It was just Sonata and Jake something was placed well in the middle of the card. It wasn't too over the top. It was a pretty traditional match, but it was it was so good. It was so good. I highly recommend it, especially for you pro wrestling fans specifically. You don't really like storylines. You just like matches. You just want to watch the the athleticism of the athletes. This is one of those style matches. I think I gotta watch that again because if you're saying that, then it's got to be good. It's a it was a good match. It really was. Watch that later. So the uh the uh for shitty match of the night. Uh, it has some of our least favorite people on here when it comes to impact and overall. Uh, so it was Bully Ray, Leo Rush, Moose, and Brian Myers versus... Oh, I, don't, I don't need to... Honestly, I don't need to know anything about this match, to be honest. The match itself is not what you need to hear about. So Gosh. on the other side of that aisle... You had um not to cut you off, Alexis, but go ahead. Josh Alexander. Ahead. No, it was Josh Alexander, the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Kelly, and Chris Sabian, and Kushida. They're showing oh. Shane Taylor on fucking dynamite. What? Shane Taylor. Sorry, I have to hate to. I love too. Shane Taylor. Damn. Hey, shout out to Shane. He's got to be one of the best wrestlers on social media right now. Oh, yeah. Love him. Good for him. Right. This match. So, I, I I can't. I can't with this match. There's no reason to really go about the match because the match isn't the, the match is the part that you need to be focusing on. So you're going to start. You start at the end because the end is where everything broke down. To be fair, Myers, Leo, and uh, the rest of them, they're the ones who won the match. But it, there's a reason as to why. So this match broke down because Bully Ray and everybody got separated. So you had Saban on the outside. He got taken out by Moose through the table. You had Kushida on the other side. He got taken out by Leo Rush. Both of them were down. For the rest of that match, none of them got up, Okay. So Saban's out, Kushida's out, Leo's out, right? On the ramp is where they started going after Josh Alexander. And they had Alex Shelley and everybody was in the ring. They were still fighting. Bully Ray ends up leaving the ramp trying to put um, <clears throat> Josh Alexander through the table. I believe it was. It didn't work. PCO came out there. They ended up um, attacking PCO after they took out Shelly and Josh Alexander. And then they decided to um, put PCO through the table. They put him through the table. PCO popped back up and chased Bully Ray out of there. Um, that's when 
they had Josh Alexander going after, I think it was Moose. They were mm-hmm. back there fighting. And that's when Steve Macklin shows up. So Macklin's cleared and he's back. He attacked Alexander, put his arm in that scaffold and kicked it. So Alexander was walking around with like um, a tweaked arm. They got Macklin out of there. Alexander gets back in the ring. Alex Shelley's popping back up in the ring. And I believe it was Brian Myers or Moose that was in there. It was one of them. They were supposed to, they were moving Moose, they were moving them out of the way and they threw, Josh Alexander was trying to hit one of them. He accidentally took out Shelly. Shelly took it personally. He didn't like it. And so he left Josh Alexander to be beaten down and pinned by the remainder of that group. And that's how it went off. The whole time, Saban and Kushida are still laid out. Leo barely got up to be able to get his hand raised. And that's how it went off. I mean, that's how that match ended with Alex Shelley standing on the ramp, watching Josh Alexander get pinned and beaten down. And he walked away. He could have stopped it, but he chose not to. So there's a slight heel turn here for Alex Shelley. That's the only thing about this match you really need to pay attention to is the story that's attached to it. Because right now, there's a target on Josh Alexander's back. He has two of them. One is from Steve Macklin, and the other is from Alex Shelley. But Alex Shelley is also the man who's champion at the moment. And so Steve Macklin's going to have an issue with him as well. So you see how it just revolves in a circle. It's a good story, but I don't feel like they needed this kind of match to tell that story. This match was too long, in my opinion, and it wasn't worth the hype. I don't understand people's obsession with Moose. I'm very confused by that. I I, I generally don't get it. He is not a good wrestler. He's horrible at selling. The only thing he knows how to do is to mock his opponents and possibly do a halfway decent powerbomb or slam. He's okay with that. Anything else, he's very weak at. And to call yourself a wrestling god, you know, you're biting off a JBL. It's very interesting. Wrestling god? Are you fucking he kidding me? A rest- he definitely calls himself a wrestling god. And I was like, I, I know for a fact that JBL was saying that shit before your ass was even able, capable of coming into wrestling. Well, you know. I don't have this thing. I don't understand it either. People will like, pop for moose and i'm like what is the appeal and no one ever explains it to me they just say he's good and i'm like well i don't want a thesis but like why he's not good on the microphone he's not as good in the ring let i'll put it this way i have my qualms about bobby lashley but i will never ever say that he's not a decent wrestler he definitely is at his height, his weight, and the way that he's capable of moving, there's not very few people who can do what Bobby Lashley does in the ring. He's not even at a smidgen of where Bobby Lashley is, wrestling-wise. So I don't understand the appeal either. I never will. The problem I have is that he can be mediocre in the ring and still be regarded as one of the best wrestlers 
but you take away from guys like Xavier, who Woods is one of the best wrestlers you can at his weight, height. He's a damn good wrestler. He does not get the same respect that fucking Moose. <clears throat> And can't isn't like Moose pretty much blackballed from anywhere but Impact at this point though? Yes. Well, I don't remember why he's literally blackballed, but I don't even see why Impact keeps him around, but whatever. They they that audience be cheering for him every time he brings his stupid ass out there. I don't get it. I, get I why, generally don't. You know why a grown ass man calls himself Moose. He looks like he sucks his thumb every night before he goes to bed, and I'm just over it. They oh won God. the trios titles. Oh yeah, yeah. At the um, at all, all in. Um, wow. They got the House of Black. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> House of Black. I'm so confused right now. Oh, the, um, I mean, I'm they wasn't really doing shit with them titles, so. Well, we're going to get to them in just a second. Let's go out one more match from Emergence. And honestly, this is probably one of the number one best matches of the night. For the Impact Women's Championship, you have former champion Deanna Peraza taking on current champion Trinity. Yeah. And I will this always love the second match, their second title bout. I like Deanna. I think she's a great wrestler. <sighs> Tired of seeing her in title contingency. That's the only um I, I have about her. I was fine with it because this was putting Trinity over. So I was okay with it. And I I appreciated the fact that Deanna gave her a solid match and Trinity was able to really perform. Because oftentimes when she's in WWE, they don't really give Trinity the the challenge that she can she could have actually did. The only time they did is when she went up against Sasha. Um, no, when she was wrestling with Sasha. Um, well, she had a match with Sasha. It was way early days of Trinity when she was a heel and Sasha was turning face at the time. The only time they did was with her. They gave her matches, of course, um, with Charlotte. But all that stuff that happened on the house shows, it really wasn't televised. And Trinity can go. She had a great match with Deanna Perrazzo. And Deanna is one of the best wrestlers that they have, if not one of if not the top female wrestler in that company at the moment. She is what she says she is. That's the truth. She's a really great wrestler, and I'm glad she was able to go to Impact and, you know, do her thing. And the uh people who watched the match with her and Trinity, they were saying that Trinity looks so much better. She looks happier. She, you know, she's being taken like seriously for the first time in her career. Like she's like, they're, they're like, this is just two women having a great day at work. And we're just here to see them do their job. That's like, what that's what somebody was just saying. But this match was very hard heading. Trinity, if you're listening, that Canadian destroyer into the rings, girl. That was fucking crazy. Deanna was trying to to take her out so that she could not use her submission. Um, she did everything she could to dismantle that. She took her arm out with her own submission with the arm bar she used. She was doing everything she could to take her down, but 
Trinity was innovative and she couldn't use the whole force of her arm. So she used her foot and her leg and was able to get the girl to tap. Anna was not and fucking playing. And I was like, you better sell that shit. And they did. It was a good match. That whole pay-per-view, solid 9 out of 10 for me. Only only blip on that pay-per-view was that match with Moosinim. That was the only one. Were you sports entertained? Of course. <laughs> you You got everything with Impact. And that's one of the reasons why I really like watching it. Because oftentimes you kind of get stuck when you're watching WWE. You enjoy it sometimes. And then there's other times where you feel like it's dragging a little bit. Impact doesn't do that. There's there's a, I don't know what it is, but they find ways to keep you interested. If it's not one feud, it's another. So they use, and they use their titles properly. That is one thing that I really like about Impact. That X Division Championship has an option C on it. That option C allows them to cash in that title for a shot at the championship, which to me makes sense. It's a mid-card title. It's supposed to be a stepping stone to bigger things. It shouldn't just be your end-all, be-all. Facts. So I'm like, that is fucking smart. Like, WWE need to steal that shit. <laughs> Because it's going to make things so much more fun. You got multiple targets on your back from multiple people. Not only they have money in the bank. Yeah, great. But when they're not being used, you have so many other options with those mid-card titles running around. It'll be like pure paranoia. Like, that's just, it just would be fun. And I'm like experiment with stuff like remember when it was during covid and they did the russell house yeah and not if they're like you know what this is stupid but we got nothing else going on right now let's just <laughs> no but you know what one thing about impact that i do like and alexis is right they do experiment but they go full on with their shit like they're not going to give you no half step in like i was saying last night when i went live about nxt I like the fact that they're doing more vignette cinematic style stuff on NXT, but I feel like when they're doing they're doing stuff that has to have special effects because Garza and Umberto had had these scratch marks on their chest, okay, from this dream that they had about their grandfather. And it was about slashing and taking away all the old gimmicks that was weighing them down and going back to their basics, right? Angel Garza wakes up, he's got blood. Now, when you look at his hand and you look at his chest, the, the blood looks legitimate, okay? It's like, okay, this is good TV movie blood. But when you get to the scratchy, y'all ever seen those digital tattoos that you can print out and like, or you buy at the store and you put a little water on the back, you can put it on your arm? Yeah, I've seen those. Are, they'd use them for a theater act sometime, yeah. That's what it looks like. That's what wow. it was like. And they had the nerve to zoom in on it. So they put yeah. blood around it with like <laughs> with like I, this fake digital printed tattoo of a slash on their chest. And I was just like, so you could hire a special effects makeup artist for like an hour to just make sure they put the slashing on their right. You couldn't do that. 
Not even that. Just you don't have any theater kids running around back there? No, because their makeup artists can barely... When Trish was supposed to be walking around bruised, you remember? Because she was supposed to have broken her face again. Yeah. They just put bur- purple eyeshadow on her nose. Bad. That was... Violet, that was... purple, fuchsia, purple eyeshadow. That's all they put on her nose. That's why I said it's not really that... It's it's not that I'm you shitting on it and you're just like oh well we can't we we're tired of seeing it. It's not that. It's their attention to detail. Impact don't have make half the amount of money that WWE makes, but they put effort into everything that they do. That's the difference, and that's why a lot of people are gonna start gravitating back to Impact if Impact can just get on a network television show or television network that would work for their brand of wrestling that would still allow them to produce the content that they want without being restricted everybody else would be screwed they would be great because they give you both sides you're not just getting sports entertainment and you're not just getting pro wrestling you get a good mix of everything and it works because of how they structure it how it's set up. And I'm like, that's all I've been asking for. You're going to get that with it with AEW, but you're going to get pushed down with a lot of pro wrestling and you'll get a storyline from one or two of the bigger feuds, right? In both divisions. Everything else is just pure pro wrestling, which is fine for some people. When it comes to WWE though, they're giving you straight up sports entertainment. You might get a pro wrestling match here or there but you're getting pure storyline for them, which works for some people. I like the balance. I prefer it because you get to watch everything. You get a little bit of everything and you feel like you were, you know, you were fed, if that makes sense. Makes sense because I have a blast watching Impact, especially right now with the Death Dolls with Jessica and Courtney Rush. They're funny. But- I don't I don't know what they're doing, but it's funny. Okay. <laughs> But it looks like they're all having fun back there. That's, I think, and I think that's the thing. You notice when the wrestlers are having fun and that's when they put in like all 100% of what they need to give. And I, I think, think, honestly, I think that's it. Like for fuck's sake. They switch off enough between the guys two backstage so everybody can eat. It's not just one set of people. Everybody has opportunities. Girl, they had a full vignette of Eric Young surviving his murder attempt. <laughs> so that uh so they could bring him back because he was murdered. Okay. It's like I love it. Like they are so crazy back there. And it's just like that's the joke. It's like, oh, impact murdered somebody. They'll be showing up somewhere. <laughs> Ain't that time about three? Didn't she shoot somebody and get arrested? The last time she was on there? It was so, the whole thing with, with that was uh, Rosemary was going to marry her little man, uh, Taya's manservant, Johnny Bravo. Oh, he's on there now, too. He's he's with Can Dirty Dango. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, he, uh, he, um, oh, God, what was it? No, like the first time she left for WWE, she got arrested because 
Rosemary. I'm sorry, I love pro wrestling. <laughs> Rosemary was rest was marrying her uh Taya's little manservant, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, I love this shit. And they get shot at the wedding. Everyone's trying to figure out like who shot like uh, Johnny Bravo. That's it. That was his name. And that was probably one of the funniest times in Impact. And then it was like, come to find out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> come to find out. Rosemary was marrying him because Johnny was a virgin and she needed his blush. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone's like, she's like, but I didn't kill him. I wasn't planning on killing him. I just needed his blood. Like, you know, she's just saying this like, oh, it's Tuesday. (laughs) It's just blood. Like, relax. And then come to find out, like, Ty has shot him because she's like, he's not good enough for you, okay? You're my best friend, and I can tell you he's not good enough. (laughs) Bitch, I was wrong. Oh, I was rolling on the floor when I heard what they were saying that. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I love I love Impact. But um, we could sit up here and talk about Impact all night, but unfortunately, we got some other shit to talk about, and this is kind of more serious time. Did we lose Nicole, or is she still here? No, I'm still here. I just didn't watch it, so I had nothing to add to the conversation. I just, I just, sorry, I probably sound like a weirdo laughing about that shit. But uh, also this oh, week, 